You're listening to Creators in Saigon, a podcast based in the rapidly modernizing city of Saigon, Vietnam. I'm Dana, and together with my co-hosts, Tuesi and Nico, we interview the most inspiring creative entrepreneurs Saigon has to offer on topics about life, relationships, creativity, business, health, and more. We are all coaches specializing in different areas, but our common goal is to inspire you to reach your full potential in these areas and improve the quality of your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Creators in Saigon. Today, your host is unfortunately just me, Tuesi, because this is COVID in Vietnam and we're suffering from a very bad confinement. So I'm alone in my place. Nobody can come and visit me. <laughs> But today we have an incredible guest online. Her name is Twin Vo. And uh, she's joining us today as a young entrepreneur and the founder of Easy English and Easy Vietnamese. She's a true Vietnamese and Saigonier at heart, having lived in Saigon for the past 10 years. And you might have seen her on a YouTube small independent show called The Best Ever Food Review Show as a seasonal co-host with our beloved Sony. And some of her episodes having just about 2.5 million views. So I was just joking when I say small independent. It's a huge show and we love it. So welcome, Twain. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much. That's a really great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> That covers uh, a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I worked on it for the past three days. <laughs> Yay, you made it. No. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to start the interview. We're going to be talking about your upbringing. So what I want to know first is... The, your transition from, uh, I think you've, uh, you, you were born in Quang Nai, a small, yeah. uh, like a, the, in the center of Vietnam. So how was the transition from Quang Nai to Saigon? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Quang Nai, like, you know, from, yeah, when I was born until I was 15. And um, it's a very small town. So Quang Nai, like, usually when I say the name, people usually be like, oh, where is that? So I have to say like, well, two hours from Da Nang, <laughs> because that's all they know. Um, yeah, so it's a very, it's a small town and people are quite traditional over there. And I have a chance to go to Saigon when I was 15 to attend high school for the gifted. And I've been here ever since. So in Quang Rai, I think what I learned from my parents is just basically they are very disciplined. And my dad is a journalist. My mom is a teacher. So growing up, I, I was taught to, you know, to read, to learn and to put education in a very high shelf in my life, you know. Yes. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate that a lot. But at the same time, I feel like this is not me. I mean, in the sense of it's a very small town. And people kind of have a path for themselves already that um, maybe their parents are expected them to do it. Or, you know, it's just some yeah. the same thing like repeated over time. So yeah. for me, it's a big decision to move, but I think it's one of the best decisions that I ever made. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So you came you came mm. to Saigon when you were 15 years old. Uh, yes. By, by, by yourself or with the family? I have to move by myself because wow. my parents, like they, yeah, like their whole life is in Guangai and I have okay. an older sister as well. And she also moved at the same time, but her school is not 
when it was not close to my. So I have to move in with a friend. And we were both 15, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So we went to the same school, but our parents, it's not like they just leave it there. Like they, so my parents, they make sure that I was okay. You know, they got me a place yeah. with her yeah. and they prepare everything. Yeah. And I also mm-hmm. have an aunt here, but she also lives yeah. quite far away. So most of the time it was just us. Like it was just me and another friend. Okay. Yeah. And my Very mom comes like every month. <laughs> Oh, well, but you know, it, it was exciting, you know, because it yeah, was yeah. so different. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was not very scared. People ask me all the time, but I, I felt like it was a very refreshing kind of change. Yeah. Any, any yeah. Uh, good story of, I guess we can, we can call it culture shock between like, you know, <laughs> and, and Saigon at 15, you must have some good stories. Um, no, I think most of the time. I just do like, you know, day-to-day stuff because my parents yeah. were really strict. And I, see, I remember yeah. like there was a time when I had to call them every day if I wanted to go out or something, oh, you I know, see. but they were not here. So I said, so my friend <laughs> told me like, you can just lie. Like, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like they're not yeah. here. They, they cannot check on you. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're right. Like I still have this mental barrier that I have to like, yeah heavily relied on them mm-hmm. but yeah later on i realized that well it's true they would they's not here so i can just you know kind of wing yeah. it a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i think so i think i think three years here was it was good like i i love high school for the gifted i think it's one of the best year in my life and yeah my friends my teachers they was they was amazing i love it yeah so let's talk a little bit more about the the high school for the gifted so i was telling you just before we started the interview that we had a tao one of our previous guests that was also from the high school for the gifted and we had a huge discussion with her and i guess i want to know a little bit more about your point of view of high school for the gifted and if you think that it was useful for you uh i mean you know in hindsight Did it serve its purpose? And is there an important life lessons that you came out with attending the high school for the gifted? Wow, it's a, it's a really interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> I really never think about it like, you know, that way. For me personally, I had a great time there just because I think in general, students here in Saigon, they have a better chance to express themselves more than other school when I was in Guangai, you know? Like, I, see, yeah. I remember for the first time, I felt like people actually embrace that I'm different and I have this ability to bring something, you know, like I was very shy when I was in primary school and secondary school because in Guanghai, like, I feel like I have to be the same. Like, it's not good to be different or to stand out. Mm-hmm. And I love singing. But when I was in primary school and secondary school, I never did that because I feel like, first of all, people don't listen to the same music, you know, and they just don't appreciate that. They appreciate the fact that maybe you do well in school or you kind of like hardworking students. But when I was in high school with the gifted, I feel like they truly appreciate it for, for who you are and you can feel free to express yourself. So yeah, I think my personal experience with was really good. For the name High School for the Gifted, I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, gifted. A, I don't name. know. <laughs> it, it is. And it put a lot yeah. of pressure on, on the student as well, I believe, mm-hmm. because yeah. it was a hard selection. You know, we have to do yeah. this exam. Yeah. And yeah, of course, you may fail. I think as long as you put a lot of pressure, and of course, it's create this gap that's maybe if people don't get into the school are you not gifted <laughs> i don't yeah, know yeah, i think yeah. i think it's a big question yeah but my personal experience was good and i'm not saying this to say that everybody will have the same experience you know for sure. yes, um, yes, for sure. yeah and yeah i i have some other friends they didn't make it and mm-hmm. i i didn't even make it to the because we have two kind of Uh, classes I don't know if you know this but there are some classes in high school for the gifted that like you gifted in certain subjects like math or yeah chemistry I didn't make that I didn't make it to that class so I make it to the second one (laughs) (laughs) which is like you you study everything yeah you don't really focus on on one thing I see Um, yeah yeah. yeah. so so I actually didn't make it to the first row but mm-hmm. I think it, it's okay. For me, it depends on your perspective. Like, how do you yeah. see it? But I guess when you were 15, it's kind of hard, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. sure. I think maybe I was kind of like a nerd back then. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine yeah, in a yeah. sense, yeah. But I guess it, it could be sad for, for, for some other student if they don't make it or if they feel mm-hmm. like, you know, they fail their parents. Um, yeah i think in in a sense yeah i think for for me when i was talking to tao and now that i hear this from you uh it's it's very much based on the french system i think where i remember too in france from junior high school to high school we had to go through some exams to get into some of Mm. the best high school and my father went so intense about it he wanted me to be like Mm, the mm. best 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 of the high school and i think it was more a competition for our parents that it was for us in a sense, but that's hundred percent. Yeah, I think expectations are are bad <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I mean, as an adult now, I actually had to go through that that journey myself. That when you expect things from yourself and you expect things from others, it's just so heartbreaking sometimes. You know, Ooh, and I like that. I, yeah like I I have this empathy for my parents now as an adult so much because I went through that journey myself I used to have some certain resentment with them as as well because they were so strict like they were really strict but Uh now I look back I feel like if I have a kid myself I would also be strict myself (laughs) you know and so I have this empathy so so much um, yes. Yeah, like I have a dog, and then I also have certain expectations. <laughs> and I know I'm not saying a dog is like <laughs> my kid, <laughs> but yeah, in, in in a sense, you know, in a sense, yeah. 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 But it but it's heartbreaking sometimes because you have certain <laughs> expectation, and as human being, you expect things yes. like unconsciously. Yeah, yes. and I don't know if this is a good thing to say, but some people they say, well, a kid is like a. It's like an investment, but it's kind of the most, the riskier things that you can invest in <laughs> because you don't know how they're going to be. Um, yeah. So in, 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 yeah. in a certain aspect, I think parents, sometimes they look at us that's why, you know, they invest everything mm-hmm. in us, especially Asian parents. And it can be a burden to, to both of us, right? Mm-hmm. To them and to I us. Think- this is this is an interesting um, topic, actually, because let me ask you this. We've, we've yeah. had a few Vietnamese on our show. And so 
if you look back, did you want uh, your parents to be this strict and this expecting, or did you just want more guidance from them if you had to choose? Mm, I think it's really, oh, wow, that's, <laughs> wow, I have to take a moment. You know, I think it really depends on your personality. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this because I think my parents being strict help me in a certain way for example i am a very distracted kid <laughs> like <laughs> i love new things yes. and i it's really hard for me to finish things like i can mm-hmm. start like million things but yeah. i cannot finish like anything <laughs> so i think yeah i think i think to be successful i cannot be like that really and my parents being strict really helped me you know, mm-hmm. to kind of like, yeah, I have to be, I have to have more grit. I have to be a little more persistent. But at the same time, I have a lot of fear. So I mm-hmm. guess I wish that they would be strict, but they would be a little, how do you say that? A little more related to me. You yes. know, I, I wish that they wouldn't be so fearful because yes. When they when they being strict with you, actually they kind of project a lot of fear of exactly, themselves. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. So I was hoping that well, maybe they could a little less fearful, or maybe they could mm-hmm. overcome their old fear and don't project it on me. Yeah. But in my case, I, I I think I'm grateful and I know that they are not perfect and mm-hmm. they also on a journey themselves, you know. And uh, they didn't have the same chance as me. They experienced a lot of hardship growing yeah. up and in their, yeah, in their teenagers. Um, it's, it's a whole different story of a different generation. So I have a lot of empathy for them. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. wish that now I have this chance to be more, you know, sensitive if I have kids or I have more chances to kind of be more related to to this new generation this which great. i'm trying very very hard to, to be related to i can yeah. feel this gap already <laughs> um, yeah but i'm yeah. trying you know like zen z i think they they super cool but at the same time yeah. as a millennial i'm so be like oh my god i have to catch up you said it very well even for vicky's parents like my mine i think They're very mm. similar in the in terms of like, you know, they live the same type of history with the same type of pain and the same type of hardship. So, yeah. like, you know, for them, the physical aspect of everything was the most important. Mm. And uh, mm. they didn't really care about relating to us or anything like this. And I think they didn't offer us that much guidance because they didn't know better, really. <laughs> and for you to be, you know, at this stage where you can already feel compassion and empathy for your parents and, and you know you've dealt with the resentment i think it's a beautiful little journey right there it's it's really nice mm. yeah. Oh, yeah it takes me a lot of time yeah, yeah like like you share with me i also like i i don't want to compare experience just because i think mm. everybody's different but for me like I, i've been through quite quite a lot myself like i think It's needed, you know, like I'm trying to see it as, as like a good thing. But yeah, of course, like it's not yeah. easy at all. 
to be here like oh my god and i i cannot wait yeah. to like 20 years later <laughs> i would yeah. look back yeah and i would also be like it's, wow it's, it's the real journey yeah it's uh, we, we'll, we'll talk about it when we talk about mental health i think but for me to deal with all my problems was to focus on the three r's i call it it's regrets mm -hmm. resentment mm -hmm. and rage and those are the the three emotions that we don't look into ourselves enough and then it becomes mm. this like poison sometimes so yeah oh regret, yeah let's talk like, about it later yeah. <laughs> Rage, i have a lot myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let's move on now so we thanks for sharing all of this about your childhood now i want to know more about your company so you've actually mm. started your own business you're the owner of easy english and easy viet can you mm. tell me more about that journey and i'm also more interested in the easy vietnamese part because i i i like how you phrased Uh, that you're helping us, Vicky, getting closer to our roots. So tell me more. Yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. So <laughs> I first started with Easy English Vietnam. It was a scary journey to start your business and, you know, to make money out of it and to feel proud of it. I think it's so hard. Like uh -huh. I have to go through a lot of things to get there. So I actually first started uh, working for my mentor. And he's the one who taught me everything, like how I know business and how yeah. I learn digital marketing. Shout out to Ben Dogoff, my mentor. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's the one. Yeah, <laughs> so he's the one who who kind of like you know laid that foundation for me. And I started like Easy English Vietnam like three years ago, because as the Vietnamese, I find it really difficult to study English, and I actually study. English myself and I went to different center as well but I found out that it they didn't really help me because I have such a different view on language learning and yes. I figured that I can really help people get access to I don't want to say better but to, to like a different choice you know that they yes. can they can choose our center if they have the same view as me or if they want to get introduced to different methods of learning. So that's how I started Easy English Vietnam. And now we focus on one-on-one -on -one classes and we want to cater um, the lessons to each individual. Yeah. yeah. So we don't really force like a whole material on them or they have to follow a certain path. And I believe that when you learn a language, you need to know about the culture And you need to to kind of think like native speaker, or you share like a common, um, not background, but a common uh, experience or a common belief. And then later, I I went on the show, best ever food review show, and I got so many messages of the appeal saying that God, thank you so much because you bring us back to you know our roots by just wow. showing food and stuff like that and some of them say can you teach me vietnamese oh, and then i'm like well i speak vietnamese and i speak english but it doesn't mean that i can teach a language so exactly. i told them please wait for me i'm gonna go and learn <laughs> <laughs> so I actually went and take courses. Really? Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, I have to. And yeah, then yeah. because I'm trained in English, but I'm not trained in Vietnamese mm -hmm. in that sense. I so see. yeah, mm -hmm. so I actually went and take courses and and I came back and I actually, you know, have to build the courses myself. Wow. And when I feel confident, I say, okay, 
I'm going to take this first student and his name is Johnson Nguyen and he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> shout out, shout and, out to Johnson then. <laughs> yeah, the second person. <laughs> yeah. And I taught him and he gave me a lot of feedback as well. And later I, I started Easy Vietnamese because of that. Like I really want to talk to VXQ, um, you know, not just about the language, but about this experience you know growing up in a different country and uh, learning a, like having another a different mother tongue you know and mm -hmm. they feel this gap because they cannot talk to their parents fluently in vietnamese yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. they feel this big gap yeah and yeah. they told me oh thanks to you that now i can have you know carry a full-on vietnamese conversation with my oh, parents Yeah, and I can, you know, watch like YouTubes of Vietnamese uh, YouTuber and I can really like get closer to Vietnam. And I'm like, That's wow, nice. that That's is nice. crazy. That's so yeah. nice. Actually, it's the first time I, well, you know, most of the time when uh, when I had any VQs trying to learn Vietnamese in Vietnam, they uh -huh. were going to, to the university. So it's actually the first time that I hear of a company, maybe because I didn't look for one, but you're the first company that does that. <laughs> And the story is quite is quite nice because I I remember growing up speaking little Vietnamese with my father. Yeah. And when I yeah. went to when I went to Canada to study English, I came back, and I was speaking Vietnamese to, to my father in France, and he looked at me and he was like, "Speak French, please, because your Vietnamese just became so shit." <laughs> That's what I mean, though. Yes, yeah. I heard and then, that uh, all the time. Yeah. I heard and, that uh, all the time. Tell me more. Yeah. Tell me the rest. <laughs> no, and I have, a lot of, I have a lot of friends in Canada, for example, Vicky's friends in Canada or in the States, actually, mm. where, um, where you know, like they would, their parents would speak Vietnamese to them, and then they would answer in English, and then their parents mm. would answer back in 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 broken English and Vietnamese, and then they would answer back with like three words of Vietnamese. <laughs> We have yeah. this conversation all the time, but it's true that exactly. You know, it, especially on a grandmother level grandparents level uh. this is where what you're doing is really resonating with me because so many kids cannot speak to their grandparents and they love mm. their grandparents to to death because like you know a lot of us Vicky, raised by our grandparents but they can't understand like you know it's like and then you just go yes yeah <laughs> no i i i so agree with you because yeah. here's the thing i love languages and i study mm -hmm a lot myself and there's this thing when i i see this very typical behavior of people who who learning a new language is if they feel like they cannot express themselves fully then they just shut up and it's so sad you know yeah, what i yeah, mean yeah. or or they switch to to whatever comfortable and i i feel like that is the reason why that a lot of vehicles they feel like they cannot connect with their parents or even though they have a lot to say it's hard because they don't yeah. feel comfortable expressing themselves for easy vietnamese i i actually cater to like younger audience as well like people our age you know like 20 20 something 30 something because yeah. If you're a vehicle and you come back here, most of the time you learn Vietnamese um, through your parents or your, mm -hmm. you, like you said, grandparents, right? And there's yeah. a huge, like I said, <laughs> generation gap. And Vietnamese, yeah. like as a language, it's also involved. So 
mm-hmm. I'm trying to update like the newest Vietnamese mm-hmm. for, for them when I teach that's, them because I want them so to nice. come here and then you know relate and maybe even like day Vietnamese as well mm-hmm. um, yeah. a lot of the time yeah because they they feel like oh I'm, I don't know I only know how that's to say true. do you have you eat yet or something yeah. <laughs> and it's not cool yeah. like I cannot really no, talk to true. my girlfriend or my girlfriend's parents yeah. and then I say yeah, yeah. okay I got you so yeah that's the reason why I really want to really like cater <laughs> yeah, cater lessons. Really yeah, because yeah, you know, like yeah. when I I used to, I'm 36 now, but I used to come to Vietnam quite often when I was younger. And I remember I came probably 10 years ago, and I remember speaking really broken Vietnamese to this friend here that I have in Vietnam, and he looked mm. at me and and he was like, "You speak like a kid, but with the Vietnamese yes. from the 70s." <laughs> Because my parents literally left in the 70s and uh, and yeah, so yeah. their Vietnamese got stuck in time. And so when I was speaking, I was speaking like a kid because I spoke just like a kid with my parents, but with the exactly. vocabulary from like the 70s. And they were like, this is so weird, man. Like you're stuck in time. Like a kid. <laughs> yeah. But every time you hear that, don't you feel a little discouraging, even though your friends didn't yeah, mean anything? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that is why I really want to exactly. prepare my students so they don't get into the same situation mm-hmm. because it takes yeah. a lot of courage to actually start learning. But when exactly, you hear something yeah. like that, you're like, oh, shoot. Sad. Definitely. Like and most of my friends too and me, when when we came to Vietnam at the beginning, I would just like say yeah to everything and say yeah, Kong yeah, to everything. Yeah, I yeah, I feel you. Yeah, hundred Yeah. So that that's why I, I feel, you know, I have this motivation to mm-hmm. to to help people, you know. Like of course it's a business and it, it gives me money and you know revenue, but at the same mm-hmm. time. I have this record that I don't finish thing, right? <laughs> or I don't continue things, yeah? But yeah, yeah, since yeah. I know this purpose, like I have a higher purpose now, you know? And nice. and I reject a lot of things before, if even if they bring me money, but I still reject it. And I know that now I can continue this business for three plus years because I have this higher purpose. I know that I'm helping people and it brings yes. me like, you know, a lot of comfort and a lot of, like, I feel satisfied. So, so that's nice. the reason why, yeah, as a young entrepreneur, I'm 26, by the way, I mm-hmm. feel like, yeah, I feel like this is it. Like, of course, it's not perfect, but I feel like this is something that I'm, 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 I'm made to do, you know, and, that's nice, yes. and I, I love it. Yeah. So, I feel so great whenever I tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> you should, like, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. That's really nice. So let me ask you the next question. So you've you filled out an interest form for us. In it, you said that you're very passionate about education and that you'd mm. love to talk about the misconception that education equals school. So while yes. I totally agree with this statement, can you explain it a bit more? <laughs> of course. So yes. growing up, every time that I'm interested in something that is away from school, that people usually say it's the waste of time. And I remember that I was so sad and I was like, why? But I love this. And to me, I think education is everything. Like it's education is 
the way that you're learning how to play something or even like when you eat you need to learn things mm-hmm. like you know continuously and it's a never-ending journey till the day that you die <laughs> it sounds <laughs> bad yeah but you know what i mean like you you learn every single minute every single activity that you're engaged you're learning all the time but i hate it when people just kind of say like oh you're going to school that you're learning you got a degree that you made it it's not like education is not is not equal to school and if you're doing something that you get better every day that you learn something new that's education and to me i I feel like especially coming from a small town where if you're good at math or if you're good at chemistry, that you're good. And if you're good at biology or history, you're a failure. I think it's such a a crazy statement that adults give to kids uh, just because they don't have enough option themselves that they they gave this wrong, um, you know, Hmm. this wrong statement to to another generation. I hate it. Yeah, I, I think if I can react to this, it's it's based on yeah. our, the old generation IQ yeah. versus EQ. And I think the older generation mm. have very, very small education on emotional intelligence. And so for them, mm. anything that is related mm. to logic and, and like, you know, be a doctor, be good at math because you'll be a doctor or a lawyer. Like, you know, those things are logical and yeah. smart for yeah. them. But then mm. ev- the, the whole realm of emotional maturity is still very mm. untouched for the older generation. So, yeah. you know, my whole thing is um, now that I, you know, that I am an entrepreneur, like I have my own business, I feel like I wish that when I was a kid, somebody tell me that there are more choices that is it nine to five is good yeah like if you like it but if i don't like it what are other choices what can i do what other Mm -hmm. skills apart from you know traditional subjects that i can do can i learn about investment can i learn how Mm -hmm. to you know finance how to control my own money what to do with it like nobody ever taught me that and i have to learn everything myself and i feel like the skill sets for for an adult is really lacking right now like the skill sets that people Mm -hmm. think that you should know versus what you actually should know in real life is not matching Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. for me i'm doing like easy english and easy vietnamese is is like my way of contribute that because i think for me speaking english really opened so many chances and opportunity for me um, personally as a vietnamese and i feel like when i'm teaching people english I feel like I'm doing the same for them, you know, that they mm-hmm. can have so like billion chances, yeah. triple <laughs> their wage or whatever. Like really, yeah. like that's that's my case too. Of like course. they can double, triple their salary, mm-hmm. and they can travel. They can work for international companies. And for me, yeah, people should really consider learning different skill set and discover different choices or options that they have in life, so they don't you know, have regrets or they don't hate their, themselves later. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Do you feel discouraged sometimes if we go back to easy English? Because I know in Vietnam... All the time. <laughs> there is so many... I've, I've met so many kids or younger people that, that are cramping themselves into those English classes, but with no purpose. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. they're like, why are you mm. studying English? They're just like, I don't know, because that's what we're supposed to do and they give like millions 
to English centers and with no purpose. So this, do you find this discouraging sometimes? Of course. Again, you can call my, my easy English is like a startup, right? And a lot of people, they, they come to us and they question, you know, like, oh, how big are you? Who are the teachers? Like, oh, your teachers are Vietnamese and they are not good, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, like go on and on and on. So yeah, of course, like I, I face a lot of, how do you say that, controversial opinions about the business business as well. And people say, oh, you can never like have your own market or you can never make it because there are so many bigger centers that have better facility or whatever. But so, I think in the end, if you really if you really know like what you're doing and of course like you need other skills that come with it like i'm not i'm not just sitting here and you know like have wishful thinking that <laughs> i'm, I'm going to make it yeah and yeah, i have yeah. to like you know digital marketing or doing my my different like right now just also like build my personal brand or whatever right but at the same time i think i think that as entrepreneurs you just got to face them and you got to be you have you need to have yeah. a lot of self awareness Because this is the thing that if there are different opinions that kind of attack you, and if you don't know yourself well, then of course you're gonna break. Yes. For me, yeah, my biggest lesson is I just gotta really understand what I'm doing. I need to understand myself. I need to know the value that I'm bringing to the table. And at the end of the day, before I go to bed, like I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, like it doesn't matter what so, people say. And so, it's and self-awareness. So Yeah, and uh, so yeah. Do, you see, do you see yourself more of a disruptor in the English environment right now, or you're just doing you and you don't care about the rest? <laughs> no, I think that you can you can learn different things from different mm -hmm. people, you know, yeah, from yeah, different sure. companies. And yeah, again, we are still very small, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like I have this vision and I have the steps that I need to get there. Perfect. So no, I I think that. I don't consider myself at um, like I don't I don't have this vision to to have easy English to challenge other other companies mm -hmm. or you know the traditional way of learning. I'm just yeah. saying that I'm here as an option, and if people mm -hmm. ever feel like you know other if if the traditional methods of learning are not working for them, then they can come to me. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, because yeah. at as a like as a teacher myself, I feel like It's my job to to let my student know that they have choices. I think mm -hmm. it's so important. Yeah, because maybe if they like a, a nine to five job, if they want a stable income, please, like you can do that. But if there are other kids that they feel like this is not for them and they want to, you know, do something else, and I say, perfect, it's gonna be hard, but I'm here to help you. So that is a thing that I'm liking when I was a kid, like not very late until I met my mentor, that he was my shield. Like he was the one who taught me things and tell me that it's fine. He's a perfect example of how I can be. I like that, you know, when, um, when I was from like when I was zero age to I was 18. So I met him. So yeah. all those years, I didn't have that, that role model. And, and I really want, yeah, a guidance for, for myself. So I had a teacher now that I hope that I can contribute that to my student. Yeah. So Very good. in conclusion, I think, yeah, easy English is just an option. I think so. Mm -hmm. and, and people can come if they feel like it's matching their ideas of learning or Very if they're good. looking for something new. Yeah. 
Very good. So this is easy English and easy Vietnamese right now. And where do you see it grow in the near future? So my background is digital marketing. And so I'm a big believer that I can really use technology into, you know, learning. I, I also have a background of doing uh, apps, mobile apps. Mm. I used to do like app for restaurants and, and oh, F&B wow. businesses. Yeah, it's called Redbook. I did it with my mentor. It's like a deal apps. Yeah. So in the future, I would really love to do something like apps related, you know, maybe a language learning apps very similar to Duolingo. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Um, yeah. And I really want to switch out of my business online because in the near future, I would love to travel after this yes. crazy madness. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, and I really want to, to switch things online. Now I have two locations of Easy English and we have to shut down both and I we see. switch everything online already. But yeah, in the near future, I would love to do something that involves technology, maybe a language learning app similar to Duolingo. Um, yeah, Duolingo is my favorite company. <laughs> I, I ask all of my students to get an account, like a free account nice. there. I love mm-hmm. Duolingo because their tagline is they want to provide free education for everyone. Yeah. That's nice. And that is also, you know, something that I would love to do later. Not now, but later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That per- perfect, perfect. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on now to uh, your public profile. <laughs> so... <laughs> do I have one? <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you are an influencer. <laughs> wow. So you are a seasonal host at the best ever food review show with Sony. Yes. So was your intention to become a food show host or how? Did no, not, not in a million years. <laughs> it's so random, I tell you. Yeah. So I remember me and Sunny, we have a mutual friend, like a mutual acquaintance. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day I got a message from this acquaintance and he said, hey, my friend is looking for somebody who can speak English, you know, and um, eat something and give him some opinions about it. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> There's such thing? And then yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I will go. So actually the first shoot with the show um, is Vietnamese girls eating barbecue, American barbecue for the first time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was filming alongside with six, seven other girls. And that was the first time that I was on the show. And so basically, that's what I did. I ate food and then I talk about it. <laughs> and then later after the show, Sonny came to me and say, oh, where did you learn English? You know, he said that I was natural in front of the camera. So mm-hmm. he asked me, like, do you want to film like a solo video with me? Wow. Because at the time I was filming it with a group. So mm-hmm. I was basically be like, okay, let's see. Yeah. So he said the producer will contact me later. And the producer did contact me later, but I said no like five, six times because really? it was a crazy time. Yeah. Like I was, yeah. I remember at the time I need to visit my hometown quite a lot. So I go back and forth yeah. uh, between Saigon and Quang Ai, and I didn't really have time. And every time they asked me to do, it's one of my flies or something. Mm. Yeah. And then finally, I found a, a time to do it. And the first uh, solo video that I did with Sonny was a mutant chicken. 
the chicken mm. with the giant feet. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> and then the, the rest is history. We didn't have a smooth start, but I'm, I'm glad that yeah. I said yes. And I love the mm -hmm. show. I watched it before I was on the show. They was like one of the most professional team that I ever worked with. They mm -hmm. also super sweet. I was, I'm, I'm friend with the producer, the cameraman, and I, I love them. It's one of the, the most interesting experience I have during COVID, you know, because I joined yeah. joy the team, I think, um, when? 2020? Yeah. yeah. Like mm -hmm. a year, a year and a half now. And, wow. and yeah, I think during that COVID time, when Sonny couldn't really travel outside of Vietnam, So mm -hmm. that is the reason why he he did a lot. Of, he did on his videos uh, recently see, in yeah. Vietnam. Yeah, see, and yeah. that is when I have a chance to do this. So I'm super grateful. Yeah. So great. Such an interesting story. It's uh, it's so funny because <laughs> when I when I saw your uh, your interest form, actually, you filled out the interest form for creators in yeah. Saigon, uh, and it yeah. got lost in the in the limbo of the universe <laughs> no. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And the day I retrieved it, I just finished watching your Fukuok episode. And I was like, hey, I should go and get that herring salad one day if I'm in Fukuok. And I'm yes, like, please. Oh, what is what is this this like form like that we received? And then I Googled and I was like, oh my God, it's the same girl. <laughs> and I was all <laughs> starstruck. And I was like, oh my God, we have a star on the show. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so fun. But, but it's so unreal, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. um, so actually it, it was okay but i remember i have like 300 followers on instagram i didn't really use yeah. it i remember yeah. yeah back in then and then sonny be like do you want me to put your your ig handle in the video i'm like sure why not like i don't even use it and i remember i i reached like 1000 followers and then i'm like god this is crazy it's working and that's <laughs> and then we did the whole fine dining series it was like yeah, eight yeah. episodes in a row mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i reached to 10,000 followers yeah, and yeah. i'm like this is crazy like Sonny, <laughs> you're this is crazy and then yeah. he told me like yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's happening and i i told myself that oh wow like i didn't really expect any of this you know yeah like this is so really funny. like yeah. yeah i just really like basically eat food and talk about it and you know funny sonny yeah. is so funny so like i just yeah. laugh and then some people say did he pay you to laugh at his joke but no, <laughs> no. <laughs> like i thought it funny so like yeah, yeah I, I, i'm grateful because he had this quirky sense of humor you know like kind yeah. of yeah, yeah but but I'm, i i i relate to that a lot so i'm just like this is funny man and that's, and that's people so say like you laugh you laugh a lot you laugh too much sometimes <laughs> like yes you sorry. have a good laugh you have a good laugh keep laughing <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. no but yeah when when you're on the internet you always receive like you know some crazy comment as well sometimes once in a while yeah, yeah. But so far i think you know viewers of of the show they are super nice they yeah. are very sweet yeah and they always you know send me the most heartfelt messages nice. and yeah i'm grateful so, yeah so is this the last that we see you on a youtube videos or are you planning to use this this now <laughs> based like you know you have an audience are you gonna plan to do something yeah with it? um I've been really struggling with creating content by myself. I think this is a, a job that requires a lot of self-discipline. 
and I'm not there yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been trying to build my TikTok account, but I kind of gave up halfway through. <laughs> I may do it again soon. Yeah. Like if you check my Instagram, I haven't posted for like two months already. I really, yeah. So it's it's really hard for me because during this COVID as well. And mm-hmm. I think it's better for my mental health to really focus on myself, you know, and going um, like inside that. again, yeah, inward. Like and, and yeah, like before, when I, when I reached 10,000 followers, I was really kind of panicking because I thought that people are waiting to see what I'm posting. Mm, you know, I, I feel like I have this pressure that I need to post or people forget about me or something. Mm. Then later, I just feel like, well... I, I don't want that life, you know? And then, so yeah. I decided that I will pose whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. And I will with this um, content creating as well because I like it, but mm-hmm. not to the point where I push myself that way. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the show really yeah. kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> the show is kind of ruined it for me because Ooh. they have such crazy quality of content. I, I, High like level I'm, I'm telling you really <laughs> yeah. like they so yeah. crazily good like the editors they are like uh-huh. magician i always say that you guys are crazy mm-hmm. like the way yeah. that they edit things and the show as well like they are so well made that is kind of ruined for me like i got an invitation to film with with other show as well mm-hmm. but yeah i never seen such a professional team yeah. so yeah they kind of ruined I, it for me <laughs> I, I mean i mean you get you got to join what he has like seven million subscribed and yes it's like, it's, yes it's a um, whole yeah it's a whole machine it's, that it's, you've joined it's, it's, it's unreal really nice. it's unreal yeah. for me because yeah like you know when 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 you when i'm on shoot i just you know because they're my friend too so i'm just like whatever mm-hmm. but whenever i go on youtube <laughs> and i and i look at that I, uh-huh. I realize how big it is. Yeah. Like 7 is, million yeah. subscriber. And he also gets so many awards of YouTuber. And mm-hmm. he, he's really serious about what he's doing. You know, like Sonny course, is a great yeah. leader. I have to yeah. say, yeah, like he, he really have this vision and he's really strong and he kind of like really build his team. And I learned a lot mm-hmm. from him. You know, whenever we off shooting, I ask him questions about business and he gave me a lot of, business advice this is and nice amazing. this is nice yeah, this yeah. Is, it's I'm young you know <laughs> sometimes yeah, i'm insecure it's, quite, <laughs> it's it's quite interesting yeah. that you have the ability to reflect on your emotions and, and have that emotional maturity that's you know like if i was 25 and i had like 10,000 followers on my instagram i like my ego would be all over the place <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so you know the thing is <laughs> so- sonny warned me about that like at first i was like oh content creating is fun and yeah, then yeah. he he was like yeah maybe it's fun now but you know you need to prepare yourself mm-hmm. you need maybe someday that you don't really want to shoot or if you don't want to create things but you still have to do it because that's your job mm-hmm. like he gave me a lot of good insights you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and later on if you see the Fuku episode then you know that he gave me a series by myself called ten dollar mm-hmm. dining yeah, yeah. yeah and that is a moment where i realized that all this thing he told me was true because mm-hmm. that's a because before i was a co-host so yeah. i i rely on him i just react to his jokes or i just mm-hmm. react to to him but mm-hmm. now this is the show that i'm doing and it was so hard because i had to 
prepare things. I have to say things, or it won't happen. You know,、mm-hmm. and that's the moment where I realize, wow, every job has the hard part of it. Like there's nothing coming easy. Yeah, like you also as a host of creators in Saigon. You also、mm-hmm. have to prepare so many things, right, to produce an episode. So yeah, so I really, I have this sense of appreciation for for content creators, you know, because、mm-hmm. before I I thought it was way easier, and the moment that I do it myself, I'm like God, <laughs> keep yourself、mm-hmm. together. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta create. You gotta produce things, <laughs> so, and then it was so hard. Yeah, and I'm not、yeah. there yet, even. Yeah, for sure. But you're displaying、yeah. some real good sign of maturity that I that I find it incredible for your age. Oh, thank you. <laughs> The、uh, so let's talk about mental health. So how did you being suddenly in front of millions of eyes, this sudden fame, and like you know the ten thousand people on Instagram? How did that influence your mental health? And like how did you keep yourself grounded? I think I watch a lot of Gary V, and one thing that I learned from Gary V that applied to your question is self awareness. I think that before I went on the show, I have a good level of self awareness. Like I know my weaknesses and I know my strengths, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So every time that when I read comments, by the way, I read on the comments. <laughs> I、yes. read everything, and whenever people say something that you know bad or something, maybe they comment about my look or about、mm-hmm. my laugh or the way I talk. I don't care,、yeah. because here's the thing: I know that I'm also aware of that, and. There are certain things that I know I'm not perfect. You know, I'm a human being, and at the same time, I'm very young, so I'm still in this journey of learning. So I'm okay with that. And if they say something that's not true, then I don't even care because that's not true. But if it's true, and if I can actually learn from it, then yeah, I will note that for my next appearance on the show. So、yeah. in a sense, I think that self-awareness. Help me! Like I spend a lot of time, you know, kind of figuring out about myself instead of thinking about what other people think of me, and、yeah. and I'm not saying this that I'm doing this a hundred percent of the time. Like of course there are moments where it gets to me or something like that, but I will sit down, you know, and I do my normal routine, and then I'm fine. Yeah. So for me, the biggest thing is self awareness. You need to understand yourself. You need、yeah. to kind of analyze your feelings, analyze your reaction to certain things. Why you doing the thing you do? Why do you react to that and not the other thing? When you reach to that level, then I think other people's opinions don't really matter that much, and you will have this sense. You will develop this sense. When you know that people are really saying this to make you better, or if they say this to kind of like make you feel bad, you will you will、mm-hmm. develop that sense. It worked for me, yeah. Like I I would know immediately if somebody really trying to help me or or not,、mm-hmm. or they they mask it. You know they call it like the toxic positivity. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if yeah, if yeah. they really really want that good thing for me, or if they just saying that for themselves. So yeah, so you will develop that, and and yeah, by time I think people say you will get wiser. <laughs> That's what they mean. <laughs> and it's it daily work, of course. It's daily、That's、work. Yeah. I recommend this book to everyone. 
the the the, the atomic habits atomic habits um, james clear yes yeah yes i think this is it changed my life and i i come back to that book every time i need guidance i think we all need good habits like b- before you know i'm a very spontaneous person and i hate habits <laughs> i think yeah, yeah, habits yeah. equal bored equal boredom mm-hmm. equal boring yeah. routine but the yeah. moment that i read that book i think it changed my life and it saved me a lot of time so i can have you know a certain time slot for creativity yeah mm-hmm. so I... um Totally I hope that answered you. your questions. Yeah, I, okay. I, tol- I, I, I totally agree with you. I'm just going to react on this. Uh, so you, you've name-dropped two people that I really appreciate, which is Gary Vee. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people actually misunderstand Gary Vee and they, and they think they have to produce an insane amount of content and they have to crush it all the time. But the message mm. of Gary Vee actually is a lot more about mental health and self-care yeah. than, than people tend to understand. So mm. this is mm. great that you've mentioned self-awareness. And he says it in, in a lot of his show where mental health and loneliness is going to be the number one problem in America or in the world very soon. So yeah. that's great. For me also, as a former drug addict, Atomic Habits was one of the first books that really gave me a sense that there was a solution out there for me. <laughs> you know, like That's I didn't amazing need, to hear. Yeah, I didn't need to be Cheers perfect. To I, didn't, yeah, I didn't need to, you know, like come up with a plan and execute it perfectly to get out of addiction, but I needed to get 1% better every day. And for me, it was like a huge change and like, you know, it was possible. Mm. So I actually recommend it to my girlfriend. Like she has it in Vietnamese here and like it's... Uh, yeah like that when when we add this i really want to to talk about a concept that helped me every day a friend sent it to me as a is this is a very popular how do you say that a popular topic on reddit uh-huh. so it's called non-zero days non-zero days okay Go yeah ahead. so what happened to that is like when you have like a hard day or whatever, mm-hmm. just make it a non-zero day by doing more than zero. <laughs> so <laughs> what they mean is yeah, if you're yeah, too yeah. lazy, do mm-hmm. one push-up. One yes. push-up. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But just not zero. Just yes. make anything but zero. And the yes. moment that you start doing one, then you will do two and three. Mm-hmm. And yes. when I hear this concept, I love it because it's so easy, you know? It's just a yes. non-brainer. Like, yeah, yes. if, if I'm yes. too lazy today, then I just walk two steps. Amazing. <laughs> Still walking. <Amazing. laughs> yeah. But the Amazing. moment that you put on your gym clothes and your shoes, you got, mm-hmm. you're not going to do two steps. You're going to do yeah. 10, 20, yes. 100. Yeah. But the moment yes. you start, that's everything. And I, I, oh my God, it's countless days before that, you know, I said that I will start something and I never do it. Mm-hmm. But when I when I discover this non-zero days uh, concept, that I really it helps me get through my day so easily and smooth. Yeah. Just Very because nice. I start something, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want so, to say that to everyone: if you have a hard time doing things, just try that. Yeah. Yeah. It works that's, for that's me. Amazing. Amazing advice. It seems like you're pretty knowledgeable about self-care, self-development. I think you've just mentioned routines. You wanna you wanna share with the audience like your morning routines or what you do in the morning to keep yourself grounded, mindful, and you know. Yes. Um, I would love to. It takes me a lot of time, yeah, to to build this habit. So I would 
wake up and I would drink water. I always forget that. So now I have this habit: wake yeah, up, yeah. drink water, yeah, and then I would meditate for 20 mm -hmm. to 30 minutes because, as I told you, I'm a very distracted person. So yeah. this really helped me to to really stay silent for once <laughs> during mm -hmm. the day, and nice. yeah, and really like set my attention for the day. And I know it can sounds a little cliche. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's really yeah. helped me yeah and then yeah. I would go through my I have a to-do list yeah mm -hmm. and and it's as a form of checkbox so yeah. I would go through that list and I would add in some new tasks that I have that day if not yeah. then it would just be like my normal daily task and nice. then I would read books or news and I would also spend 15 to 20 minutes on Duolingo to learn German Wow. so that is basically my my routine to start the day yeah and then later breakfast of course and then I would work but I also break down my my uh, work routine as well like I have certain time slot to do that yeah because as, as I told you I'm distracted so I used to be a big believer in uh, multitasking but now I'm switching to monotasking Because mm -hmm. I think that is is far more effective for myself. Yeah, I don't know about other people. Yeah, but for me, like I would do like nine to eleven, doing one task and then break mm -hmm. and then do something else. Yeah, but one at a time only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think the myth of multitasking is dying these days. Where we used to be is really it? proud to say, yeah. They, yeah, they say yeah. some research has come out to say that multitasking is actually a joke. <laughs> and like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's it's just, like, it's, it's pulling you to every direction. How can you yeah, focus? Yeah, you can. But it, it was, it was our generation so. that was really proud to just do an average job. I know. I remember <laughs> I used to have multitasking as one of my skills in my CV. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, so yeah. interesting. So, Yeah, no, I think so. Great. Do you, and then uh, do you, I, I change it. Do you journal? Of course. Yeah, but I journal yes. at night. Yeah, okay, I journal at night before I go to bed. And uh, yeah, I used to have, I just want to share with you, I used to have time where I need to visit therapy, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah, ex especially during COVID. And also my grandpa passed away early this year. So I really, I had a lot of time where it's really hard for me to keep a routine or to even uh, be balanced myself. And I'm just saying this because if anybody thinks that I have it together or anybody have it together, it's not true. I really think that people are fighting battles every day. And to be where I am today, I'm just like, just, just want to let people know that I've been through a lot. And I also have that day as well. But these routines really keep me going. So I journal every night, like a short uh, passage of what happened today, how I feel in general. And then at the end, I would write about what I manifest, like what I, what I hope going to come to me, what I manifest in life. And I have health as my number one priority. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And you, then, you can't uh, see me right now, but I'm 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 nodding my head <laughs> really really fast. I'm like yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, health, yeah, and then yeah. Um, yeah, it would be like the connection with people around me. I think is very, very important nice. too. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then of course like success, 
and then sometimes I not I manifest love. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I, I think it really depends on yeah on on mm-hmm. each day. Yeah, but in in general, I think I think health is so important. I used to take it for yeah. granted, but now I I think it's if I don't have health, then I cannot do anything. So yeah. it's always my top one, the first it's, in my list. It's a it's a question that I wanted to ask you actually because mental health is a very new topic, especially in Vietnam. So how do you how do you go about finding the proper help here in Vietnam? You know, What do especially you mean, like because like because um, like, when we were talking to Anne actually about uh, the topic of mental health, and I think that was one uh-huh. of the the episode that you really liked. Yes, seemed, I love it. She was so good. It seemed that in Vietnam still mental health is seen i mean going to see a therapist for example can be seen as like you know being weak can be seen as being crazy or anything like this so how do you navigate you know out of this and what what advice would you give to a generation here that needs you know support in mental health yeah i think it's time to especially with the new generations you know with the blooming of technology i think people feeling lonely more than ever and for mental health i really think that i think the media has to had to play a good part in it you know like Mm -hmm. i i hope that people know that yeah like for us we both know that but other people sometimes they they think that it's so hard for them to be vulnerable to share you know their fear or whatever to me it takes a lot of courage you know and it's kind of like a daily practice Like a lot of people, they think that, oh, she's just sensitive or she's just good at talking about her feeling. It's not like it's a practice and everybody yeah. can do that. It's like when you train your muscle, it's the same thing. Like you gotta talk, you gotta write, you gotta mm-hmm. express yourself one way or the other or you will burst like a bubble. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm just gonna talk about what works for me. So yes. I used to look at this life with my perspective only you know I think that everybody thinks the same way as me Mm -hmm. and I usually take things very personally but later yeah I I think reading really helped me you know because when you Mm -hmm. read it's like you're reading somebody's perspective on certain topics and it's really opened my eyes because everybody has different opinions on things Um, yeah, so I read and then also I I try to connect with people who who share the same value as me. Like you need to really try to find your community, your circle. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. I curate, you know, people in my life and I keep them around me. So good support system, very important. Support system, yes. Yeah. I was like, I was people... gonna ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Great. people who who understand you and who can be like tough on you at times, but they know what's good for you and you trust them with your life. And then you need to constantly educate yourself. Listen to podcasts, for example, like Creators mm-hmm. in Saigon. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yay. Yeah, for real. I I listen to yeah. you guys a lot too. Yeah, you, and then you. you know read, and then yeah, like uh, I watch TEDx talk as well. I listen mm-hmm. to Gary V. Yeah, so. I think, again, role model is important, you know, like yes. you need to, whoever you want to be, you should also practice whatever they're doing in your daily life. Because mm-hmm. I think a success is not overnight. It's a, it's a long journey and it's a daily practice like anything else. So I mental health is the same. 
I really like this example. So when you hurt your feet or you you have a headache. Usually, you will to check with your doctors, right? Yes. But yes, yes. when you have mental health, people usually stay at home and talk to their <laughs> friends. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's mental health is so underestimated because it the is. thing is, you need to treat it like a physical pain. It's the yes. same thing. Yes. If you feel like yeah, so like when you physical pain, you would have a annual checkup, right? Regular checkup. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. with mental health. Please check on yourself, and then if yeah. you if you feel like oh you're feeling not energetic, yeah. you're feeling bad. Yeah, you really mm-hmm. need to see therapist. It's fine. Just treat it like a normal pain, a yes. normal headache, a normal mm-hmm. broken leg, whatever. Go yeah, go I seek think, professional help too. Yeah, yeah. so I important. We're, we were not giving the proper tools, or we don't know the proper signals. For example, if I have a physical pain, I see bruising mm. or blood, and I know I yeah. have a pain. When like when it's mm-hmm. mental, you're like, am I bleeding inside? I'm not sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it becomes uh, that's a that's becomes, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Sometimes. What what is the signal? I want to learn too. I, the I'm not sure, but I think it's more so. Mm. The discomfort right. that we have, the uh. Uh, you know, the the pattern of of like for me it was recognizing, and so we are going to the three R's. <laughs> for me, it yeah, was yeah. truly being able to recognize the areas of rage, of resentments, mm. and regrets. So if you do the work on those three words, usually mm. you will know the area of mental health that you need, like you know, help on. But because gotcha. those, for example, my mom passed away when I was six years old. Uh, and I understood at 32 years old that I actually had resentment for her, but uh, I I couldn't explain it before because I I didn't have the proper support system nor the proper place to express those things. And because she left me, I had huge resentments and a huge fear uh, of abandonment. But like it was really hard throughout my life, and I think it took me to go into drug addiction because like, you know, there was something yeah. that I was trying to express throughout my life and the drugs was the only thing that could kind of like stop it. Gotcha. <laughs> that, boil- yeah. that boiling sure, sensation sure. inside. So mm. but, yeah. I, talking like wow. this is also very important where we show like, you know, people don't understand the courage that it takes to show vulnerability. I feel super lucky and grateful right now you know mm-hmm. to be in in the position i am Perfect. so i really hope that yeah I, I really hope that through this talk today that everybody can you know fight a piece of whatever they can relate to and i really mm-hmm. hope that um i can contribute you know just a little bit a tiny bit um to to make people feel like they're not alone and the process, the journey that they on, that somebody else is also experienced mm-hmm. the same thing before. So I just want to send good advice to everyone. And nice. I know if you're listening to this, then probably <laughs> you're also, <laughs> you know, looking for for something, you know, to be yeah. better uh, or to learn something. So I really hope that what I share with you is helpful. I really hope that if anyone want to talk to me or I don't know if they if they need anything they can always contact me and if mm-hmm. I I can do something then I would love to um yeah to the scale that I can but I'm always Perfect. willing to listen and to help people as much as I can and and I know that when I do that people also help me too you know 
like they mm-hmm. also teach me something <laughs> yeah so yes. yeah so that that's all i i want to say and thank you so Great. much for creator in saigon shout out to you guys for <laughs> thank you continuously yeah creating content for us to listen yeah. to especially during this lockdown that yeah. we need this more than ever last question for you is how would you describe saigon in three words whoa okay <laughs> this is good i think vibrant for mm-hmm. sure loving i find saigon people super loving mm-hmm. and i think diversity mm. good i've been here for 10 years and i feel like man just so many new things every day new people yeah. too I love That's Saigon. Great. Shout out to Saigon. <laughs> Shout out to Saigon. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't been city. here, um, watch watch the YouTube that I'm in. And, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so nice. And maybe so consider nice. visiting someday. You're so nice. How long have you been here, actually? Been here for two years now, full time. Two years, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've I'm, uh, I've lived in five different countries, and I think this is going to be my last country for a while now. So nice. Pretty nice yeah yes thank you so much no thank you we're gonna yeah (laughs) yeah so thank you for for joining the show thank you so much thank you so much guys yeah i appreciate this opportunity thank you all right thank you so much for listening to creators in saigon if you liked this episode Become a part of our mission to inspire others by leaving a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts and sharing this episode with your friends on social media. This one small act can truly make a difference in someone's life. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and see you next time.